Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back to The Grinder. We're here. We're ready to rock. I'm back from vacation. James is here. He's not back from vacation. And we're yeah, I've been, I've been going yeah. while you've been playing. Hey, I worked my entire vacation. My office was the beach, baby. Okay. So basically, you you worked from the beach. So you didn't take a vacation. I was, I was taking a vacation <laughs> while I was working. Okay. All right. So basically, you worked part time. Yeah, I did, I worked part time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do vacations very well. Mm-hmm. It's just not who I am. Isn't it so much fun though? Like when you're on vacation at the beach and you have to do some work. And like you're doing some work and it's like a good deal. Mm-hmm. And it just makes you so happy because you're like at the beach, you know, having yeah. a delicious drink, closing something and getting a customer happy. It's fantastic. Like that's the life. Yep. I was sitting on the beach Friday, literally just sitting there drinking some cores. I think they call it mountain piss. <laughs> um, <laughs> say, wow, man. Yeah. Like, treat yourself every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> and, um, Closed the deal while I was sitting on the beach. Mm. And uh, so that felt good. And here's a little crazy thing. I'm not too sure if you're aware of this. So you're able to cast a check over your phone um, through Wells Fargo app. Okay. As long as you have a picture of the check. Yeah, like a mobile deposit, right? right. Yeah. So I, they don't allow you to upload a picture of the check. You have to physically take a picture of the check. Mm. I sent it to Carly's phone, took a picture off of Carly's phone of the check, and it was able to, to deposit that check. I thought it was super creepy. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Anyways, uh, beside the point, I want to roll into business, baby. Talking about business. I'm going to give you a tip really quick. If you're at but, the beach, it's traditional, especially for us southern folk. You're at the beach. I mean, you should be drinking a Corona. I'm just going to be real with you. Yeah, I, I never go to the beach without buying Corona. It's, it's something about it. Mentally, I have to drink a Corona. I'm at the beach. Their marketing plan has worked for me. That, yeah. They show, you know, the little lime wedge and chilling out in the sand. I, I, I believe it wholeheartedly. I cannot have a good vacation if I don't drink a Corona on the beach. I feel like I may have messed up my vacation. That's where I went wrong. But I think if I would have done the Corona, I would have vacationed too hard and I wouldn't have worked. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's hard to talk to clients when you're getting a little lit on the beach. Yeah. And so you got to drink down that, that water course ground. Mountain piss. Mountain piss. There gotcha. Go. Okay. Um, with all of that being said, I'm happy to be back. I'm definitely running a little slow today, mm. but that's to be expected. It was a good vacation. I got to reset kind of my Sunday on the beach was no phone, you know, and I got to reset and kind of play with my mind a little bit. So, so let me ask you this: mm-hmm. When you, so when you go on vacation, when you come back, are you energized, or does it take a little bit for you to crank back up? I mean, I, I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer to that. I just wonder which ones you. Yeah. So, I felt like a, like a caged animal, ready to hit work on Tuesday, and then I woke up this morning. My tire was flat. I had to fill that baby up, and then I got down here. I, I, I got. There was a lot of things that. Normally would have been like, are you kidding me? This is happening. But I was like, you know what? One step at a time, baby. We'll um, making the day happen. So got a little bit of caffeine in me. I'm going to kill it today. 
I'm not worried about it. I feel you. See, like when I when I do vacations or whatever, like I come back ready to go. Like I'm chomping at the bits. Yeah. Because I like what I do. Right. So when I get back, I'm, I've had a break. I'm ready to get after it. Uh, so I feel I feel awesome. But you know, man, it, it. I think people forget sometimes. Like it's okay to have bad days. You know, it's like especially if you're tracking this. Um, being grinding or hustling, right, and all this stuff. Like yesterday, man, I had – it was everything I could do to get going. But, see, I think that's what makes you a professional. Professionals show up when it, when they're not feeling it. Right. You, you know, you, you, it's not just when you're just having this awesome day and everything you touch just closes or goes perfect and it's smooth as silk. Like if you live just for that, you're going to fail, you know, if you can come in even when the days are off and operate like a professional, you know, it's like I talk in my office, one of our uh, core values is persistence, discipline, and action. So have discipline and action every day and be persistent in what you do. So when you come in and you're just like off the charts on, then you're really going to kill it. But if not, like you're still going to come in and you're going to operate well. You're not going to blow your day looking at Facebook, you know, mm-hmm. like I don't, I don't need you there if you're going to do that. Like you need to be engaged. You need to be competent. You need to be able to like listen and process what's going on. Doesn't mean you got to be a rock star that day. Doesn't mean you can't just have a crappy day and like maybe you, you know, at lunch you're taking 10 minutes just to sit your head on your desk to go, God, let this day be over with. That's okay. I, yeah. I, I don't know anybody that doesn't happen to. I had, the, I had that day yesterday. But you know what? I completed my day right till I felt like when I could stop, and then I went home. Right. And then I chilled out and hung out with my daughter, my wife, relaxed. And then at about 9.30 last night, I cranked back up. I was feeling better. Right. You know? So I went and finished up some of the stuff that I didn't get done. Well, good. Now, I've ran it on, but, like, a little tip for you guys and gals out there. Like, if you're not feeling it. Don't just toss the day because it's just got to be a great day for you. Like, just still get the stuff done. Good day will come tomorrow or whatever, but at least you'll be on point for when you have a good day. It won't be a damn surprise to you. You don't do shit with it. Right. So, going beyond that and into... There is no beyond that. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, Today, the next couple podcasts... You know, we may have a few thrown in there where it's like, you know, problems for the week, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But for the most part, I kind of was able to spend a a little bit of my vacation focused on the podcast. And so it kind of gave me some time to create some some topics that we could shoot back and forth, a couple questions of each topic, and make a podcast out of it, right? So with that being said, what can businesses do... To succeed? Pretty general question. Very general. So, if you want to tear from that and, you know, create a spider web, that's fine. Or just give me a general answer of what you think. How can a business succeed? If you're failing right now in business, how can you succeed? I mean, man, the, the answers are endless to that. Mm-hmm. I think a few key pieces. Uh, um, I mean, just shooting here from the guy. Yeah. Um, sales. Know what you're selling, how you're selling it, and actually sell it. Number one, 
Um, number two, manage your money. All right, so sell it. It's the only thing that affects the top line. You managing it is what helps the net. You gotta have cash flow. You know, I, I like to think about nonprofits a lot. Nonprofits, a lot of people get nonprofits because they have this unbelievable passion. Blows my mind, like how passionate somebody can be about a cause. I love it. Fires me up. But then they have like, well, it's just a passion, and there's no sense of the money behind it. Nonprofit, for profit, they both take money to run. You got to have sales. You got to manage the money, and then I think lastly, you you know you got to learn how to expand your team. You got to be a leader. You got to expand your team, um, or you know if you if you have these big aspirations. If you don't, if you just have hey I'm I'm a craftsman at this. I only want it to be me. Okay, well then you don't need to expand your team. Um, but for most of us, you need to know how to expand your team so you can grow your client base. Yeah. So. Sales, the management of money, um, and then lastly, growing your team because as you're selling it, I mean, you've got to be able to manage those clients continue to acquire new. Okay. I mean, I think that's the three bases. Yeah, I, I think that was a good point. Um, all three of those were good points because you can't have one without the other. You know, like you said, sales drives the top line. Without a top line, you don't have a bottom line right. uh, at the end of the day. so. And, and I think it's in that order. Like you can't do anything else. All your grandiose ideas, you got to sell something. Right. I don't care how you sell it, but sell something. Um, and when you get some money in, because you've been busting your ass for three months or six months, nobody cares. The world doesn't care. Their love for you doesn't pay your bills. You, you got to have a plan for the money. I mean, the, the, businesses have a savings account. It's called retained earnings. Yeah. Retain some of the money you bring in, set it to the side, and don't put it all to you as your income. I mean, I, I think that's probably one of the main reasons businesses fail is because, you know, the cash flow piece and then blowing it, you know, they spend that money as soon as it comes in and not for growth. They spend it like, oh, man, I've worked hard. I got something running now. Let me go buy an $80,000 vehicle. Yeah. And I will say that that's where my biggest problem has been, you know. And when I originally got into the business, I was like, bro, I just made three grand. I'm spending all of it. I'm going to Brooks Brothers and I'm buying me a suit, Mm -hmm. right? You get to the point where you're living for that paycheck every single week. And that mentality, it puts you in such a negative mentality of – where am I going to get my groceries? Where am I going to get this? What, you know, how am I going to put gas in my car? That's a scary feeling, and I get it. You know, some people um, get in that situation; they don't really know how to get out of it. But it comes back down to the money management, exactly what you said. I mean, you have to have a plan for that money. I've hit that brick wall early last year. Was the year I was like, "Holy smokes, bro! If I don't get this stuff figured out." I'm going to be not in a good place in the next 10 years. So, you know, every day I try to focus on fixing a budget, you know, doing, making sure I know where my numbers are at the end of the day. And especially with bringing on that, uh, you know, bringing on the assistant, that assistant role, man, you know, having to pay out a paycheck. You know, you're looking at it, I'm like, I'm going to have to pay myself this each week. I have to pay her this each week. How many weeks can I go? You know, being able to pay them. Right. So, 
playing with that, there's so many different ways to budget and and do all these things that you have to you have to focus on that money management for sure. I mean, like I, I have accounts for just my business. I have my personal account. Mm-hmm. I have um, you know a, a business credit card that mm-hmm. I use build points off of. Which, by the way, look, I know there's a lot of stuff out there, especially like Dave Ramsey, debt free and stuff. Since I've opened, I've had a credit card for my business. I put as much of my monthly expenses on as I can, and I literally pay it off every month, every single month. I've been doing it for years. As long as I can remember, the points on my company credit card, at the end of the year, I cash out as a bonus to myself. They Those points alone have bought my – has been the budget for Christmas. Whatever it is, boom, let's go, let's go ham on Christmas, right? I've done that for years. I've yep. never set a money aside for Christmas since I've been in business because I use the points off a company credit card as my bonus every year. Like that's just the way I do it. You could, I could do it for vacation or whatever, but it's completely separate. I don't use my company credit card for personal expenses. Right. And I don't use my personal debit card or my personal bank account for company expenses. Separate it. Run budgets on that stuff. Like – don't be naive. When I opened up, I will tell you, I learned some hard mistakes, and you know, I lost some money, and it was great. Like I, I'm thankful for them now. So if you can learn anything from me, like just because some money comes flowing in, I mean, when we opened up, man, we just hit some stuff right. It was crazy some of the money it was coming in, and for that time period, and I, I didn't know what to do, and I just thought, well, I could just spend like crazy, and man, then the spigot kind of cut off a little bit, and. Whoa. Mm-hmm. I was like, scary feeling. there wasn't enough zeros behind how much I wish I would have set back, how I'd have been mm-hmm. more disciplined in it. Learned that really, really quick. I mean, yep. it made made a difference. And I still incentivize. Like, Danielle handles my books. I have a goal right now. I got a, car- a carrot dangling out there right now. Get me to this much money in my retained earnings. I'm going to write you a bonus check. It's going to be nice. Yeah. Do whatever you want to. It's your bonus check. But get me to this amount in my retained earnings. You know what that makes her do? That makes her keep me tight, okay, on every way that I'm spending. Like, I got to justify it to somebody. It's an yeah. accountability partner. Yeah. And then we set back more for the company to have cash flow. So, I don't know, man. Just a couple, couple of my thoughts on the ways I try to do it to be better. Yeah. And so, I think we need to have a guest on for money management, you're welcome. I just gave it all to you. You That's did. You <laughs> oh, I forgot. Um, so the next question is going to be, what what is your idea of business? Like, what is business to you? Like, if you can give business a definition, a James definition, what is that definition? Uh, I mean, business doesn't exist unless you're, you're uh, solving a need. Mm-hmm. So you're client and need. consumer. Right. And then it's the transaction that comes with solving that need. Okay. Or answering that need. I don't know if I'm probably saying that the correct way, but somebody's got a need. Somebody's got a problem. You solve it, and there's a transaction that takes place because of it. I mean, that's business at the end of the day. That's all it is. Yep. I think I went over that last week, right? Was that last week? No, it was the week before. So... What businesses, what businesses are successful in your industry and why? Um, 
what businesses are successful in my industry and why? Mm-hmm. So I guess that I guess that could be like nationwide. <clears throat> why is nationwide such, you know? Well, company? you know, I mean, I don't look at my industry necessarily as a carrier. I mean, I, I'm I, I'm the I'm the person in the middle. I have to represent both. Right. So it's a unique position. I have to represent a client and I have to represent a company. You know, I want to do this in the best interests of both, mm-hmm. and I try to. Um, uh, work that relationship. I'm the one who connects and makes that relationship right. And I look out for both of their needs, you know? So, uh, I mean, if you came in and said, hey, um, I, live in, I live in downtown Atlanta, uh, and, I, and I price you out, and it's $3,000 for insurance, and you say, hey, man, rate me uh, in a uh, rural county, here's an address, rate me there to make my rate only $1,000. I wouldn't do that because that's fraud. And I'm cheating the carrier that I represent. Right. You know? So, like I said, it's a, it's a mutual relationship with with two parties, and I'm the go-between. So, um, you know, I mean, I, I, there's some agencies out there that do amazing things, man. There's some agencies in your communities that y- you would be blown away by how large they are. And it comes down to the people in there coming in with a purpose every day. And I think they stick to that purpose over decades, not just for two years and wondering why they're not rich, so to speak, right? Those quotations here. Um, And, you know, they're willing to take some risk. They're, They're willing to reinvest. And uh, they believe in what they're doing and making a difference. And I think they probably are some of the best at conveying their message of how they solve a problem for someone. Yeah. What about you? Um, yeah, so we, you know, t- talking about that, there's a guy that I met with last week. Uh, he kind of falls into this category because of what he's doing. He um, originally was in the UFC, changed over, you know, I guess got tired of being punched in the head and got into real estate started doing real estate he was he's been in the business for like five years four years something like that and already doing you know like six or seven million a month in real estate and you look at him and you're like you wouldn't expect that from this dude right and it i i realized that after talking with um you know the guy my how he's my coach, basically, and he was like, you know, you need to go have a meeting with him and just sit down, see what you can pull, and it, I think you guys are going to be very similar in the way that you do things. And it turns out, you know, we sat down, we had a really good conversation, and it flowed because now I understand why he's doing so well. He's put the people in place that he needed to, Right. He understands that he can't do all of these things because he's not great at every single one of these pieces of the pie, right? Mm-hmm. And it's all about replacing the the little pieces of the pie and making it a large pie, right? Cutting those slices out, each person you bring on is going to take a bigger piece of that pie and make the pie bigger. Yeah. And you know, just the way that he does it, the way that he controls um, not controls the way that he leads his people. I mean, it was it was killer. I was excited to see him, and you know, our plan is to 
ideally set something up for each month to kind of be able to touch base. So the reason I bring that up is because he's been so successful in just a short amount of time and built a not a large company uh, in real estate. He has like maybe seven people with him, something like that. And he's been able to lead them, have the systems in place to show them what they need to do. And being a good leader and then knowing what, knowing that he has to go out and kill to bring home to the people. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that, that's, he's, I think that's why he's been so successful, successful in the industry. Like he, he knows what, he broke things down into the pieces of the pie and just made it a bigger pie. That's all it was. So you think there's some principles from him being in the UFC that he's applied? Maybe. You know? I mean, I would imagine someone who is a UFC fighter probably has to be unbelievably disciplined in their exercise regimen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I'm i sure it's ridiculous. Yeah. And I will say this. Outside of that, he does, you know, rentals. He does flips. He does uh, – he owns an MMA gym. He owns a CrossFit gym. And all of this was – introduced because of the amount of discipline and effort that he's put into his company. He's been able to go and buy these. I asked him, what businesses would you buy or what businesses have you bought? He's like, I don't buy businesses, I buy people, right? And he's like, if if I see that the people that are already there are not winning people, I don't buy it. And I was like, well, damn, son. I mean, that's, a, that's, a, that's an investment. I mean, if, if the business didn't make sense, he wouldn't invest in it. I guess if the people don't make sense, he won't invest in it. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. I think that's a great a great way to look at it. Mm-hmm. I really like that. And so that that was just the number one point that came across to me and, you know, answers the question pretty easily. What – why do you think some businesses fail – I mean, you know, I, I think it really is just opposite of of what we said that makes a business successful. successful. It's the opposite of yeah. that. Stretching yourself too thin. Yeah. And, you know, look, I think people get complacent. Yeah. I've gotten complacent in my career. Have you? Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know? And maybe it's burnout or whatever, and it's just like, oh, I need a break, and you kind of slow down. Whatever you want to label it. Yeah. Last year, it's I was thinking about getting out of business. Yeah. I mean, it's it's complacency. You know, um, where you question what you want to do, there's no excitement. I mean, I, I think it's all those things. Yeah. Um, that's it. I mean, that's a simple one. Yeah. And, you know, and I think everybody has a, the aspect of failing in business. I think a lot of people are just scared of that word, right? I don't want to fail. Failing is what you determine it to be, you know. You look at Donald Trump, and you look at, oh, you know, one of the businesses he had went bankrupt. Uh, you know, all these things. The man's still winning. He's still winning. And so I, I think I think you have to look at it in a, in a specific way of saying, hey, do the things that we went over in number one. And I think if you have those check marked off and you're doing those correctly – you're not going to fail. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to make it political and stuff, but uh, by no means. And Norma over here just trying to cheerlead for Trump. But 
I, I can't remember. It's been a lot of discrepancy. You talk about how many times he has failed. He's failed many mm-hmm. times, bankruptcies and stuff with companies. Um, but originally, I can't remember the number. Was it like a million dollars that his father gave him? Yeah. All right. I mean, so let's just say he started with that. You're like, man, his father gave him a million dollars. But, I mean, the dude's a billionaire. What's that equate to? Like, that would be like me giving you $100,000 and, and you turn turning it to, to – Ten million. Mm-hmm. You think you could do that right now? I don't. Man, that's like I, that. That's that's impressive. That would be impressive if I gave you a hundred thousand dollars right now and you turned it into ten million. Yeah. I don't know if that number equates, but I, I think that's right. Yeah. No. It, or, it's, or if it's I gave you a thousand dollars and turned it into a million. Yeah. It's the same aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody. I, Everybody listening to this has a thousand dollars, and now I'm going to turn it into a million. So, or it could. Um, but that, that that's exactly right. I mean that that is hitting the nail on the head with that aspect of it. I think a lot of people also let their ego ego drive their company and not them. You know, you get so caught up in, in oh I can do this, oh I can go buy this, or I can go do this. Focus on what you need, man. Yeah, I mean, the failure thing. Look, I mean, I, I don't want to fail. I have failed. I've gotten more no's than I ever want to hear. I, I mean, I've got enough no's left me lifetimes mm-hmm. in my business. And just stuff that I've done. Um, I've watched people that I thought I had a better operation than beat me. And that pisses me off. Like, piss me off to no end. But at the end of the day, it was me, right? So I, I failed in that aspect. I've had... Employees come in that I thought I would do well with, and they didn't. Yeah, there was stuff they did wrong, but at the end of the day, I failed. Yep. Like, and I can always look back and be like, oh, I see the hiring issue I made there, or I see the training issue I made there. Yeah. So at the end of the day, they were only there because I agreed to bring them in, and I failed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, I failed multiple times. I could, my business could fail. But, you know, I look at it like, worst, what's the worst thing that happened? I'd close everything. Have to move out of my house, like, and start over. Like in the grand scheme of things, that's not the worst thing that can happen to you. No. And I think if you can be smart, um, you know, I walk across streets, but I still look both ways before I go. Right, and, you know, I just don't just put my nose up in the air and walk across. So, you know, same thing. I mean, with business, I mean, if, if you're playing smart and have a plan, um, you know, more than likely things will be all right. But I mean, there is still a chance something could go wrong. Always. And you just—that's part of it. That's that's risk and reward. Mm-hmm. And so the next question and final question for this episode is going to be: What do you think? Let me reword it. Do you think business is a combination of war and sport? If so, why do you agree? And if not, why do you not agree? <clears throat> because I think it is. Um, there's definitely a sport to it, and it definitely is a war. I think the main battle, though, in that war is in, inside yourself internally. Internal. It's internally. Um, the sport is is your competition. Everybody thinks that's the war. I, I don't agree with that. Um, I want to go out there and beat my competitors and my peers 
but I, I just want to beat them because I'm better. I don't want to see them fail. Right. And, and for the most part, most business owners, entrepreneurs that I know, they wish well to the other their peers in their community. That's one of the best things I love about business. There's a list of people I could call right now in my industry that would give me help in any way. And vice versa. There's a list of people who call me right now and want advice or help, and it happens. And I, I stop what I'm doing. I do everything I can for them. That's a sport, right? There's rules. There's ethics to it. Mm-hmm. The war is in you. Yeah. That That's the battle you fight. That's the person who gives you the most doubt, who's your biggest critic, who wants to give up on you the most, who makes you doubt everything you're doing. Um and, and, and that's the war you fight. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that. And in in the sense of it, if if I'm going to give my opinion on the statement or the question, I would say a hundred percent. I mean, I think it's 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 a it's a war in sport. I mean, every every sense of the aspect. I mean, you're waking up every day. You're going in. You're hitting what you need to hit. You're striving to hit that goal for the day, the month, the year. You are pushing to be better every day. That's, you know, you're working alongside of people that you want to be working alongside with. At the end of the day, if you don't have a team and you're doing it by yourself, it's the same thing. It's still a sport. Uh, you're still going for that gold every day. And I think with that, the war aspect of it, I do, I do think a lot of it is internal. But I also think, you know, you're waking up every day and you're going to make sure that you get yours. You know, you're going to get some. And whether that comes down to, you know, war is, in the sense of things, is one winning above the other, Right. And just making sure you win every day. I mean, but isn't sport the same? It is the same. But I think there's a, there's a little bit – war is a lot grittier, right? Mm-hmm. Sport is more on the side of ethics, uh, working as a team, being a humble winner. What do they call that? A good sport? Mm-hmm. So I, I think – it's it's a perfect mix between the two. Yeah. So, with that being said, I think we uh, I think we can tie a bow on this, baby. You want to close it out? Yeah. Hey, uh, if you're not subscribed, just a just a huge favor. Subscribe to it. Get value from this. Send it over to someone. Let them check it out. Um, you can find me on, if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, jdchapman84. Um, Facebook is uh, Chapman Insurance GRP. Um, where can they find you at, Addison? Addison, the real estate guy on Instagram. Facebook, Addison J. Corbin. The Grinder Facebook is The Daily Grinders. Also, Cool thing happening this weekend. If you are in the McDonough area and you know where the square is at, you need to come on down Saturday. If it's not raining, we're going to do a movie on the square. Sponsored by yours truly and two other folks. Okay? And if you happen to be there and you happen to feel good about coming to the... We're doing the Sandlot. 
twenty. I think it's like the classic twenty fifth anniversary of the Sandland or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be great. You guys need to come on out support us. And I, it is for a good cause. The charity is called Bags to School. That is B A G S. Bags to School. We are going to be giving any of the donations that we get. It could be, you know, a ruler. It could be paper. It could be book bags. Whatever you want to bring, bring it on down. We're going to have a little spot for it. And if you bring some stuff, we're going to do an inner to. It's a drawing, and you might just win a Yeti. A Yeti what? Koozie? Cooler. Cooler? Cooler. Ooh. Yeah. You just love your Yeti there. coolers. You know, I was yeah. listening to a podcast. Um, I was going back to do some old podcasts, and it was from 2014, 2015. And they were talking about uh, understanding your customer having, uh, like, making your uh, your customers raving fans. Mm-hmm. And they brought up the example. They were like, yeah, this new cooler. And like it keeps your ice, like it keeps everything cold for like days. Right. And they're like, yeah, it's a Yeti cooler. And like they were talking about it, you know, and it's just how big it is now is really funny. Yeah, I so. mean, it's it, they've exploded. They're a good company, solid company. They warranty all their stuff. And from everything that I've dealt with through the company, they're 100%, you know, customer satisfactory. Mm-hmm. So beyond that, be there or be square on the square. McDonough. Um, if you need anything, you're welcome to feel free to reach out to us um, on the Corbin team page. We uh, we're going to give all the updates through there, and then uh, if you need me, six seven eight eight one seven eighty one sixty seven. If you have any further questions, come cool, in.